Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the Scriptures. My Bible Study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Cain is a farmer. He's out in the field tilling the earth, planting crops. So nobody would notice this uh, this disturbed ground where he had dug a hole and put his brother's body in it and covered it all up. Probably even planted some fruit or something on there. Some crops to try and cover it up. When the ground was split open and in which it was covered, his body was covered and hidden, it might not be seen in the natural. The murder might not be discovered. He was covering it up, much as Adam and Eve covered up their sin with fig leaves. But God not only seen it, not only knew it, the blood was crying out to him. The voice of innocent blood came into God's ears and cried to God for vengeance at his hands. In the original, it says, the voice of your brother's blood's. There's a plural there. Bloods is in plural. And the Jews understood that to mean the posterity that would have descended from Abel if he had not have been murdered. So it's not just the one person that was killed. It was the generations that was supposed to come from Abel that were also killed at that point. In the United States, uh, many states now have laws where if you kill a pregnant woman, you can be charged twice with murder. Uh, the murder of the woman and the murder of the baby. Okay, And that's kind of along what this is referring to. The blood, your, your brother's bloods cry to me from the ground. That's the generations that Cain murdered are calling out to God for vengeance. Some writers also think it could be reference to the many wounds that Cain gave him. Maybe he hit him repeatedly with rocks or, or took a sharp instrument and stabbed him. It doesn't say, but th- these writers are thinking that every drop that fell on the ground was calling out to God. Adam's sin, when Adam and Eve sinned, their curse did not come on the people. God cursed the ground. Genesis chapter 3, verse 17. God cursed the ground for their sake. Cain's sin brings the curse from the ground onto Cain himself. Think about that. He can no longer till the ground. And Cain, the farmer, can no longer be a farmer. He becomes a wanderer in the earth. He finally settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden, Scripture says, where he builds the first city mentioned in the Bible, Genesis 4, verse 16 and 17. We'll go ahead and start reading down now. Verse 13, Cain said, well, 
verse 12, when you till the ground, it will not henceforth yield to her strength. A fugitive of vagabond, you shall be in the earth. Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you've driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from my face shall I be hid. I'll be a fugitive, a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that everyone that finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Whosoever shall slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. The Lord set a mark on Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Then Cain knew his wife, and she conceived by Enoch, and he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. And Enoch was born Erad. Erad begot Mehujel, and Mehujel begot Methusel, and Methusel begot Lamech. And Lamech took to him two, two wives. The name of one was Ada, and the name of the other Zillah. Ada bare Jabal. He was the father of such as dwell in tents, such as have cattle. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all, such as handled the harp and organ. And Zillah also bare Tubalcane, an instructor of every artifer in brass and iron. And the sister of Tubalcane was Neymah. And Lamech said to his wives, Adol and Zillah, Hear my voice, you wives of Lamech. Hearken to my speech, for I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. If Cain should be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech, seventy-sevenfold. And Adam knew his wife again. She bore a son, called his name Seth. For God, said she, has appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also there was born a son. He called his name Enos. And there then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. All right. I went over that real quickly because now I'm going to be summarizing uh, the rest of this chapter here. Adam's sin did not bring curse upon God's people, only on the ground. Cain's sin brought the ground's curse onto Cain himself. He can no longer till the ground. He becomes a farmer, a wanderer, finally settling in Nod, east of Eden. The remainder of chapter 4 follows Cain's descendants for seven generations all the way to Lamech, whose deeds made his ancestor Cain seem tame, basically. Lamech shows us there is a progressive, continuous hardening of our hearts to a sinful nature. First comes polygamy, chapter 4, verse 19. And Lamech took to him two wives instead of one. Right? So first we have polygamy being normalized. Then violating God's purpose in marriage. Genesis chapter 2, 24 lays out what God's purpose is, is procreation. Right. Then he gets angry with someone, and in a vendetta, uh, he kills someone who had merely you know, basically slapped his face. That's the way it reads. Genesis 4. 23 and 24, Lamech said to his wives, Hear my voice, you wives, look, hearken unto my speech, hearken unto my speech, for I have killed a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. All the, He got in a fight. That's basically what it was. He argued about something, got in a fight, and Lamech killed him. Okay. Yet, in Lamech, we also see the beginnings of civilization, the division of labor which spelled trouble. The division of labor spelled trouble between Cain and Abel. Right? 
And it brings a specialization here that makes certain advances in society possible. I want you to look at this now. Some of Lamech's sons created musical instruments. And remember, we talked about before before the flood, the uh, the way the atmosphere was. It was like a containment. You know, think of it as a, a greenhouse of sorts. And we talked about how the the light waves from the stars and all that would make this thing resonate. And there was continuous music, beautiful music, is what some uh, experts agree on. Much as you can take a quartz crystal and make an AM radio out of it. Okay, this crystal containment field around the the atmosphere of the Earth that would vibrate by these light waves and make music. Well, they started creating instruments that would mimic this music. Okay, so it's beautiful, and that's where they were first started was by Lamech's sons. Okay, and then there was the development of technical advances and metallurgy and, and all that's within the scope of the creators that we are created to be in God's image. You see that, you know, how they uh, would design things. Uh, Trying to find a verse here. Let me find it. Brass and iron, verse 22. Tubalcane, an instructor of an artificer in brass and iron, the sister of Tubalcane of Namah. So we see all these advances being made in tools and metallurgy, and, and that's what was going to help bring around the advancement of society. Okay? You know, the arts and sciences are, are worthy outworking of the creation miracle. You know, they, they sometimes don't want to admit God. They don't want to admit God even exists. But yet, the arts and sciences are from God given to mankind. You know, we could have flown to the moon back in Jesus' day. I mean, the technology and everything, all the knowledge of how to do it was there. They just did not know how to formulate these things into making the parts that would allow you to do that. And it starts here. We can see this is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge and how to use you know, fire and heat and, and different elements and rocks and stuff to make stronger material, steel and things like that. But Lamech's crowing about his vicious deeds points to the dangers that accompany technology in a depraved and bent culture. And we can see that today as well. Social media, great opportunity to be able to communicate instantly, but it's also being used for evil. Uh, predators and, and kidnappers and things like that. You know, the first human poet after the fall celebrates human pride and abuse of power. Talk about Lamech here. Yet the harp and the flute can be redeemed and used to praise God in church and music in the temple, as can metallurgy that went into the construction of the Hebrew temple. Praise the Lord. All that started right here. As people multiply, they diverge. You know, through Seth, Adam had hope of a godly seed, which includes Enoch and even Noah. But in time, there arises a group of people who stray even farther from God's ways of doing things. So, you know, the advancements continue, and in doing so, they advance further and further away from what God wants. And we see that in society today. You know, there were a lot of sins committed in the founding of this nation. No doubt about it. 
But one thing was sure, we focused on God. Well, how could they have slavery if they believed in God? That was the society of the day. There were slaves in Jesus' day, okay? But we got past that point. But instead of giving God the praise and repenting, saying, Lord, we're so sorry that we treated people this way, but now we all want to serve you, instead there's become this resentment. You owe me. You, because of what you did to my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, you owe me. Right? And that resentment still is there today. Instead of, you know, I don't owe you anything for what my great-great-great-great-grandfather did to your great-great-great-great-grandfather. You know? So that's the point. The technology advances, society advances, but the resentment gets deeper. The divisions continue to spread people apart. And when people began to multiply on the face of the ground in the Bible, daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw that they were fair, beautiful, and good. You know, they took wives for themselves of all of them that they chose. The Nephilim, the giants, you know, the, the fierce warriors of that day, you know, the meaning's unclear. Some say it's fallen angels. Some say it's, you know, visitors from another world, whatever. But it's written in the Bible, and they have proof of their existence. Uh, anyway, the sons of God went into the daughters of humans who bore children to them. These were the Nephilim. Right? These were the heroes that were of old, warriors of Reno. The Lord saw that the wickedness of humankind was great in the earth. And every inclination of their thoughts and their hearts was only to do evil. That's in Genesis chapter 6. So we'll get there in a couple weeks. What could the godly line of Seth, narrowed eventually down to Noah and his family, do against such a culture so depraved that God would eventually decide it just needs to be destroyed and we start over? Man, how is that going to happen? You know, a major workplace issue today for many Christians today is how to observe the principles that we believe reflect God's will and purpose for us as his image bearers and representatives in this earth, how we're supposed to act, what we're supposed to do. How can we do this in cases where our work puts us under pressure towards dishonesty? Disloyalty, low quality workmanship, unlivable wages, um, terrible working conditions, exploiting vulnerable co workers, customers, suppliers, the community at large. We know from Seth's example and many others in Scripture that there is room in the world for people to work according to God's design and God's mandate of things. When others may fall into fear, when others may not be certain which path to take, you know, there's doubt and, and, and we succumb to unbounded desire for power and wealth and recognition from others, God's people can remain steadfast in ethical, purposeful, compassionate work, doing what's right because it's right, then doing it right. Because we trust God, hallelujah, to bring us through the hardships, to deliver us from the persecution, to prove that he is God, hallelujah. And with that, we receive God's grace, amen? When people are abused, 
or harmed by greed and injustice and hatred and, and neglect, we can stand up for them, to bring justice for them, to help heal the hurts and the divisions because we have access to the redeeming power of Jesus Christ himself. Amen. Hallelujah. Christians of, of all people can afford to push back against the sin that we see in our, our places of work, whether it, it comes from other people's actions or or from really within our own hearts. When we do something wrong, we need to repent to that person. Doesn't mean you've got to gravel on the ground to them. Just say, look, Joe, I said something yesterday in that meeting. I, it's been eaten away. I apologize for doing that. I didn't. I, 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 did, I shouldn't have said that. I'm so sorry. Something like that. You don't have to crawl on your hands and knees and say, oh, Joe, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Just confront them in a professional manner and say, I'm sorry. Folks, there are some of us carrying around things. Well, do you know what she said to me on January 17th of 1997? I've never forgotten that. I can guarantee you she did. You know, when you hold that grudge inside, it doesn't hurt the other person. It's hurting you. I've said some things that I completely forgot about. And then, you know, months later, someone will say, well, the reason I did that is because when you said I said, whoa, I said that? Yeah, we were at this meeting and you said, oh, man, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. I apologize. You know, and then everything's fine. But they've been carrying that around for two months. If someone says something to you that offends you, that that you know you want to you know it just uh, right, just go talk to them. Say, look, what you said, I found it offensive. I found it, you know, and a lot of times they say, oh, that's not what I meant. I'm so sorry. That's not what I meant. I, I didn't mean to say that. And now it's done. Both of you are free. Praise the Lord. Right. That's how we are supposed to react. Hallelujah. But that's not the case in today's generation. Social media makes it so easy to take out your your you know to, your frustrations and put it out there for everybody to see. I tell you what, so and so at my job, they said this, this, and that, and I I came that close to giving them a piece of my mind. Nobody wants a piece of your mind. This society in which we live today, I'm telling you, folks needs Jesus. Amen. We need Jesus now more than ever. So instead of being able to represent Christ or even mention Christ in the workplace today, you know, folks can be fired. Folks can be uh, disciplined at work. I'm not saying we can ever go back to how it was before. Okay, that would be impossible now. But for each individual Christian, we need to make a decision that no matter what laws are passed, we will not give in to any God but Jehovah God and His only begotten Son, Jesus. Amen. If we get fired in the process, we get persecuted in the process, who's greater, our boss or our God? That's where it comes down to. Trust God with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Amen. Till next time, as Pastor Bob reminds you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. 
We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.